Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Sam. And we live in Orlando, Florida. The theme park capital of the world. We each have our own YouTube channels. And in this podcast, we'll be sharing more about our lives, our travels, our theme park enthusiasm, what's going on in the world, and more in Expedition Enthused, a theme park podcast. And this is episode five. So this week we've done quite a lot. We're going to get right into it and start talking about the first thing and one that I've been excited to talk about since we went. We dined at the brand new restaurant at Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios Roundup Rodeo. Not Woody's Roundup Rodeo. Yeah, we kept seeing it advertised as Woody's Roundup Rodeo, but it doesn't seem like that's the name they went with. No, I think it's just Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Barbecue. Or is it Rodeo Roundup Barbecue? Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. (laughs) It's in Toy Story Land and it's got really cute theming, right? Yeah, so once you get to Toy Story Land, you're welcomed by that giant Woody. The new restaurant is basically right behind him. One of the first things as you enter the land. And you see Slinky Dog Dash going by and you see Jesse and Trixie. I think the front of this restaurant really looks like it could have been there all along. It looks great. It fits in great. Originally, I don't know if you remember, but when they first released the Toy Story Land concept art, there were budget cuts on what we actually got. And there were some buildings in that first concept art in this location where the restaurant is now. So yeah, I kind of forgot about that. It looks like on the original concept art before they did the budget cuts. I mean, it could have been a restaurant there. It's got more of a saloon looking facade. It's nice to see that space actually have something open there now so now we basically have a land that looks more like the original concept art before they cut some of it before we talk about the food i just want to talk about you riding in there on that horse (laughs) what What, a thing one the cast members out front were so fun they were were so fun they were talking about if you needed to toot yeah like root or toot or or something and saying about the bathrooms and at first they told us the bathrooms weren't ready yet but they were ready while we were dining there i think they had a maintenance issue yeah someone, someone was tooting <laughs> yeah too much <laughs> a little too much rooting and tooting <laughs> yeah. but they had a whole spiel and it was really cute as soon as i saw those horses i knew that you were gonna ride in on one <laughs> and the first thing that once we stepped inside and they offered you the horse to ride you're off <laughs> they were like do you want to ride in on the horse they offer this to everyone what could i do it was our first time dining there i don't think i'll do it next time <laughs> but i had to for the first time you went you went for the side saddle sitting on the horse i i was mm. i was interested to see how you were gonna climb over and get on it but i was not i was not about to do, yeah. <laughs> do that by that point we're recording i'm like no i don't, I don't think so <laughs> but we yeah we got to our seats and it was good overall review good yeah the food I really enjoyed it. I like barbecue food. I'm not fussy with barbecue food either. And I thought everything was solid. Yeah. You know, you're not expecting to go to like the best barbecue in the South or something. You're at Disney World, but it was all really good. And the service I thought was really good, especially for opening day. Yeah. Everything was smooth. It didn't take too long. They were very helpful of explaining what everything was. I don't know why I find this so interesting. And I don't know how many restaurants it's like this. But the kids menu is the same food. That is interesting. And some people may like that and some people may not like that. Kids are going to pay half the price and get the same adult food. I think that's kind of cool if your kid eats barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing why I think like you can add your own sauce to make it how you like, which was another thing I found. We could have made it sweet, classic or spicy. And obviously we're not going to choose spicy. (laughs) But I guess that's also 
good for the kids because they can just choose to eat like the chicken as is or add whatever they would like. Good point. Yeah. Even though there isn't a separate kid's menu, if your kid just wants the chicken or the ribs or whatever, you can order as much or as little of whichever parts you like. And the sides, I feel like are all all ages family friendly. There is mac and cheese. It's just not a separate kid's menu. It's a mac and cheese for everybody. There's delicious bread. We love the bread, right? Oh, the biscuits with the uh, chili jam. Mm. That was good. I'll take some right now. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wasn't that excited for it. And I think it exceeded my expectations of when you look at the pictures of it, I feel like it comes across looking kind of cheap, like flat cardboard cutouts. But when you're actually in there and you're surrounded by all the different, I mean, there's so much on every wall, the ceiling, the floor. That's a really good point. I agree. A lot of the photos, you can't see the depth and all the layers. I tried to show it in my video, but really in person, there's there's so much depth. There's so many layers to things and it felt really fun. And I liked sitting in the Bo Peep dining room. It was like a starry sky. We got the backside of Bo Peep. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, but it was blue and the colors and really fun. The Andy's coming, the way they call out Andy's coming. And everybody held still. I was fascinated by this. Everyone, all the servers were carrying drinks, trays. Some of them were pretending to dance and freeze. Everyone in there did it. I was looking around. I did not see one person like not frozen. I was impressed. Yeah. Like all the diners, everyone working there. I will say one of the audio cues kind of makes it sound like a character is going to come. Yeah, when they announce Party Saurus Tex or whatever, and it's like a little party, it makes it seem like a character is going to come out and everybody's like, huh, huh, huh? And then you're just you just dance and they play music and lights. I think it would be amazing as a character dining, but it would just be too chaotic. Hollywood Studios has a couple of sit down restaurants. How would this rank? We've eaten at them all, right? I think I've eaten at them all. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like Brown Derby for a very different kind of experience. There's also Hollywood and Dine which mm-hmm. is character buffet. That is, that is character buffet. And so it's that, good. The food's good at Hollywood yeah. and Dine. The food, though, was really good. When we went, I've only been there once. When we went to the, was it the Halloween or the I Christmas? think it was, I don't remember. We went to <laughs> I've one. I've been to all of them, so I don't know. I really enjoy it. And I think it's really cute that they change seasonally. Yeah. The, the characters there. There's Mama Melrose. Mama Melrose, is, I think, is really good. And we talked about this yeah. when we were there walking yeah. past it. <laughs> we were talking about Mama Melrose. It gets a lot of crap, I guess. And I understand, but everything I've tried there has been really good. Yeah, me too. It's a cute little Italian place in the back of Hollywood Studios that reminds me as well of old Hollywood Studios. That little corner it's tucked back into is so old school MGM feeling. And also... Mama Melrose is dark and romantic. I don't know. It reminds me of a different time and place. They should turn that into a Muppets Mama Melrose. That would be cool. That would be so with, cute. With a Swedish chef. But I also like that it has its own backstory. That is true. Like it, it's an original it's story. Yeah. It doesn't need any IP. Your favorite snowman's back there too. Yeah, I love my little snowman back there. If you know, you know. And I really like sci-fi, but again, sci-fi, it's not because of the food. It's because mm-hmm. of the atmosphere. You know, they have those tables at the back that we have sat on. And it's still cool, but it's very 
much the experience of sitting in one of those cars watching the trailers that makes sci-fi when you think about the other restaurants in relation to the the new one in toy story land there's not really any similar restaurants like it there's no family style well-themed character but not character do do you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah themed after a really popular ip because i was gonna say about sci-fi diner i agree with you like we both love old movies we love black and white we love the theming sitting under the starry night sky in your car like you're at a drive-in theater but i find the food at sci-fi fine it's just burgers and fries it's not about the food for me at sci-fi let's just put it that way but there's also uh 50s prime time that one's a fun one i think so too maybe 50 prime time might be my favorite in hollywood studios there's nothing left like that really at disney world no, that, yeah, that one I would say is towards the top of the list. I mean, the list is small and they're all, ve- I would say they're all really close together, the restaurants there. There's none there that I would not want to go to. And that's not true of all the parks, I would that's say. That's a good point. Yeah, you could close your eyes and book any sit-down restaurant at Hollywood Studios and I'll be like, all right, cool, I'll go eat there. I would go to any restaurant at Disney and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But I do think that Roundup Rodeo is a standout. I think it's really highly themed. I think it fits really well into the land. It gives you a place to get out of the blazing sun and have fun and eat barbecue. What? I mean, I can't complain. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I want to go there and take our family. So another thing we noticed while walking around Hollywood Studios, Rock and Roller Coaster is still closed for refurbishment, but they're selling Rock and Roller Coaster merchandise all over the park. I had to pick up that hat. (laughs) You got a really cute hat. Yeah, years and years ago, I don't know why, but I purchased Rock and Roller Coaster drumsticks, like oh. actual sticks for drumming, not like an ice cream. <laughs> Do you still have them? I think so, yeah, somewhere. Oh. I never used them. I think I tried to use them once playing rock band. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just thought, you know, this is a cool souvenir. Yeah, I'd love if you could find them. I've never seen them anywhere yeah. in our stuff. <laughs> a lot of the merchandise doesn't say featuring Aerosmith. Did you notice Ooh, this? Oh, yeah. They all, it just it, says rock and roller coaster. Yeah. It could really feature any, you know what would be cool? If it alternated. If like you ride it and you get a, there's like four different bands and you don't know which you're going to get. It alternates. That would be neat, right? Or like they changed it every two months. Because it could pretty much be the same inside with just different music playing. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it could be it, with different the bands too. Yeah. Change the pre-show That's movie. what I'm saying. Change the pre-show. And then every two months have a different band. Okay, you have your idea and I have mine. But either way, the point is, is that almost any band could be slapped in there. The thing is, if it was just random and you didn't know what band it was at all, what if you got on and it was someone like you hated? Well, it's like Cosmic Rewind. You don't know what song you're going to get. And sometimes you could get a song you don't want, but it's still fun. And it's disappointing. <laughs> no, I like all the songs. <laughs> there, there are some I prefer. I see your point, but... Mix it up. I like my idea more. Okay. Who likes my idea of it being like Guardians, where it's like rotated and you don't know what you're going to get? Or Sam's idea, where they have to re-theme it every two months. They, they don't re-theme it. They just keep it generic. <laughs> or like whatever, yeah. Coaster, and then they just change... Like, so if you visit for a two-month period, you're stuck with the same one if if it's one you don't like. Yeah, but if you do like them, you would mm, eight, you would go and ride it. Like, it's a big if. Say from August to September, Rock and Roller Coaster is going to feature... Mm-hmm. I'll say The Cure because we just got tickets. That That's would the first never happen. <laughs> we did get tickets to go but see The Cure and we're very excited for that. But, but wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't you go and like... I like, mean, I would, but I don't think most people would. Yeah, if they were like, oh, this month... 
Fallout Boy has a new album. That's yeah. it's a month for Fallout Boy on Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a few people rushing there. I don't know. I like my idea. All right, move. <laughs> Let us know your vote. Whose idea you like better? There was one time when The Force Awakens, I think, premiered the movie. They did a special ticket where you could go and see the movie and then they shuttled you over to Hollywood Studios. And at Hollywood Studios, they did Rock and Roller Coaster with Star Wars music. No way. So they can change it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or I didn't remember if I did know it. I didn't get tickets. My brother did. And I was very jealous. I think I was, I think I was working or something. But yeah, wow. so they have done different songs on it. So it's doable. Listen... Disney, just pretend you were already going to do that. I know I said <laughs> the idea of different bands every few months. Just drop the band thing. Um, that's my actual idea. Honestly, yes. I am with you on that. It doesn't have to be any specific real band. Make it like a fictional band, which is generic rock music or songs they write. Yeah, like the Christmas song on Guardians is time to move on to something that I am very excited about. <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights tickets are now on sale we talked in last week's podcast about how we were waiting for that announcement and the very next day they announced the dates so it starts september 1st 2023 of halloween horror nights for this year and tickets went on sale what else went on sale so you can get regular day tickets, not multi-day tickets yet, but they have said they are coming. You can get RIP tours, individual day express passes, and unmasking the horror tours, the daytime lights on tour, my favorite thing to do other than obviously go into Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> and we love the daytime unmasking the horror tour. You can pick either a three house tour or a six house tour. Obviously the six house tour is more expensive, but you get there during the day and they walk you around inside the haunted houses during the day. So you can see everything and they tell you all sorts of fun facts and hidden details. It is an incredible experience if you're a fan of this event. So you don't need a park ticket to do this. If you are apprehensive about going to Halloween Horror Nights, but you want to kind of see what it's about in a less scary way, this is also a really cool way to see the houses. There's no effects. There's no... No scare actors no going to jump actors. out at you. Nothing like that. It can be like a little gory, I guess. So if yeah, you don't Yeah, because you like do that. see the scary stuff in the houses. But it's a good way also to get a little extra. They tell you about each house. They tell you about effects in them, things like that. And I can't wait to do it again. Do you think it wouldn't be too much of a spoiler? I mean, if you're scared to go anyway. Right, that's a good point. It yeah. will help prepare you for what's to come. Yeah, true. We try and wait to do it a little bit into the event so we can experience the houses yeah. as they are set up and the scares and everything like that as they're intended to be. Mm -hmm. And then after we've done them a few times, then we go and do the tour. I couldn't imagine doing it on the first day because then it would be very strange to walk through them on the first day and see them like that first. Yeah, I agree. I think you, you want to experience them first. Mm -hmm. So we have one house announcement now. We have the tickets. Now we just got to wait for more houses. Come on, put it out there. <laughs> so we know that there'll be a Chucky themed house and they did drop the first preview merchandise, the uh, See You in the Fog shirt, which is, I think, really cool. And it looks even better in person and it's glow in the dark and it does glow in the dark. Yeah, Chucky is back. He has had a house at the event before. 
and scare yeah. zone. Yeah. Remember the puppet and the yeah, scare zone? Yeah, that, that was, was really awesome. Cool. And he would just like razz on the audience. And it, it's kind of been like a running joke that Chucky is always on the merchandise in some way yeah. every year, but he's never got a house. He's and this always year, there. He wants to play. Watch this year. He have a house, but no merchandise. <laughs> There's no way that would happen. There's no way. He was on merchandise last year. Yeah, and the, and year the photo op too. They had yeah. that photo op. Yeah, and the year before. And Chucky is and before a consistent before. staple of Halloween Horror Nights. So he finally has a new house this year. So it's going to be really cool to see how they do the puppets. I assume that's going to be in there. I love puppets in Halloween Horror Nights houses. That's one of my favorite elements. Speaking of see you in the fog. It kind of looks like John Carpenter's The Fog, kind of reminiscent of the design. And I wonder if that's an homage. The creators of Horror Nights must be fans of The Fog. I mean... I would guess so, yeah. <laughs> But it's also, yeah, the event is just pumped with fog, as are many haunts across the world. See You in the Fog has kind of been like a staple for, obviously with Knott's Berry Farm, but it's become kind of like a slogan that fans of the event say to each other. Yeah, it's become a thing just at all haunts. And people excited for Halloween Horror Nights in particular will say, like, see you in the fog for the upcoming event. So it works. Speaking of Halloween Horror Nights... Ooh is a preview because i don't know if this podcast will be out first or my video will be out <gasps> first i have a new halloween horror nights video coming very shortly if it's not out already it, it's about time that it, i look it back sure is. at halloween horror nights 31 talk about my favorite houses but turn it into a little bit of a game this video it's a really clever funny game i gave it a go and i'm curious to see if anybody's gonna get all the things but you'll see you'll see on sam's youtube channel he does these videos every year going over the entire event and they're really in-depth and clever and funny and i think you did a great job and i can't wait for everybody to see it you kind of just gave away one of them because the thing is Ooh. one of the <laughs> so i don't even know i'm doing it but you did get quite a lot of them. I did. I did. Basically, within the script for this Horror Nights video, I have put in references to old Halloween Horror Nights houses within it. But unless you know what they are, you probably wouldn't notice. You might be like, why is he saying this a bit weird? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, what? Why is he saying it like that? But it's all, it's really well done the way you did it too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming next from Sam and it might be out by the time this podcast comes out or if not it'll be out shortly so keep keep your eyes on that it was a fun one I always loved the Horror Nights videos and making them and once I just came up with this idea I just get like I have to do this right now <laughs> I get like tunnel vision yeah. once I come up with a video idea like Wicker Man or the face off bits of Son of Beast video you know Mm -hmm. Then I'm super pumped. <laughs> but we did pop over to Universal this week as well. Once they did the announcement, I picked up my See You in the Fog t-shirt. And, and I got mine. They are painting Transformers blue. And it looks like now they've finished painting that whole side of the wall. Just really, really bright blue. It's so bright blue. It's so bright that it makes you wonder, what what are they doing? I feel like it needs a couple of clouds painted on it. It definitely looks like some some clouds just just hide. It's just hidden. You can't even see it anymore. Yeah, can't see it anymore. Ready for Minions Cafe on that side. Also, when we were there and the last few times we've been, we've seen that they've taken all these little snack stands that had like soft drinks and popcorn and pretzels and churros, and they've all been behind construction walls. But recently, it looks like some of them are emerging from their walls. So I'll go out and, and check those out soon and show them to you in a video. 
I'm all for more freestyle machines. It looks like one of them is by New York, which is kind of going to be a replacement for where your favorite rotating monsters no, freestyle. Oh, I miss that. If you remember the big rotating monsters with the menus outside Monster Cafe. Done anything else this week? We've also been on a little bit of a movie kick, right? We did sit down and watch Twister, which is ah, so cozy. I think we watch it like at least once a year. Yeah, it just makes me miss the Twister ride slash show every time. Me too. That's just so classic movie studio park ride. And the movie is so cozy for us. We love every minute of it. Yeah. And Avatar Way of Water is now available on demand. I went to see it, but you haven't seen it yet. I think we'll report back hopefully next week on what you think of Avatar The Way of Water. It's going to take this whole time from now till next week yeah. to finish watching yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's a, a long, long movie. It's a long one. Speaking of movies tied to universal attractions, we also watched Jaws 1 and 2 this past weekend. Just kind of like a cozy movie day we had. Jaws 1 is definitely better. Oh my gosh, Jaws 1 is so good. It's one of those old school like suspense movies. It's a 4th of July movie. It's a summer movie. It's got, of course, the shark and the great story and the tales that they tell and the character interactions. A lot of suspense. Jaws 2, on the other hand, just no suspense. <sighs> Jaws 2 just gets right to it. It's like the divers, bam, right away. Like the story just starts. It's, it, it's, it's still fun, it's but I don't bad. feel like it's as good and classic yeah. of a movie as Jaws 1. It seems like this week we've been doing an old Universal rides that are not there anymore movie watch. Yeah. So what's next on our old movie rides that are not there? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters, Earthquake. Earthquake, Beetlejuice. Well, oh the, yeah, the Beetlejuice show. I forgot about that for a we second. We already watched uh, American Tale and Five Goes West. We did. A few months ago. We're really up to date on those old movies that we don't are exist rides anymore. <laughs> up to date. <laughs> You also put out a video over the past week about the early years, the history of Carowinds theme park, which we visited last summer. And we love Carowinds. We think it's really fun. And I think your video is great covering the history of those early years of a very interesting theme park that's in two states. Some videos are just such interesting stories. And this one was one I loved researching. I've said this before, but I always love your videos that have that human interest piece in it. And this is a really interesting story. So if you want to know more about the creation of Carowinds, you should definitely check that video out on Sam's channel. And to be continued, right? Oh, yeah. You're going to keep going with the history of the park through the years. Yeah, this year will be the 50th anniversary. So mm. seems fitting. Seems 50. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get out there this year, too. We plan on it. Do you know what they used to have at Carowinds? Hmm. Borg Assimilator. Star Trek. <laughs> you do bring up the Borg Assimilator quite a bit. But let's move on. Firstly, in our theme park news section, which we are starting right now. <laughs> we've seen at SeaWorld Orlando Pipeline, the surf coaster that we've been talking about and waiting to open, has been testing. With people. With people. So that's exciting. I am still apprehensive of how it's going to feel, but I'm mm. excited to try it. Yeah, we did talk about Pipeline quite a bit, but, you know, it hasn't opened yet. So as we move towards opening, that's just kind of a little a little update towards this brand new roller coaster in Florida opening. In Disney Cruise News, Disney has started teasing the Disney Treasure. So this is going to be a sister ship, I believe, like the Wish. Mm. So how the magic has the wonder, the fantasy has the dream. You'll have the Wish and the Treasure. Mm. 
which kind of goes. Yeah. We don't know too much about it apart from Captain Minnie has a new outfit. Oh, love a new outfit. They showed it's very adventure-esque. They also tease more news on that is coming. So it's exciting to see another ship come. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's going to be kind of cool because this seems very adventure-themed, whereas The Wish is very Like magical fantasy, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see the differences between The Wish and fantasy. The layout basically will be the same. It was one of the things that I think people didn't love about The Wish. So in that regard, it's going to be pretty much similar, like the fantasy and dream. But it'll be cool to see the atrium being more adventure themed. I'd like a Indiana Jones. That bar. would be really cool. Like you have the Ooh. Star Wars bar on the yeah. Wish. Yeah. Indiana Jones on the other one. You're in I like love a love it. You're in like a temple or something. Or like a jungle cruise bar. Yeah. Ooh. I did see some rumors that there might be a some kind of haunted mansion <gasps> aspect of it. I don't know if that's true, but that would be amazing. That would be cool. And then also with Disney Cruise, Lighthouse Point, the first cruises to the new Disney Island location are available today, uh, the 30th, for everybody to book. Yeah, uh, the day this podcast comes out. So they've been available for the different levels of cruisers that have cruised for so many years each day. And now they're available for everybody to book. And this is a great, a great new addition. We're really excited to see Lighthouse Point. I'll be very curious to see if it's more themed and more detailed. The concept art they've shown looks like there's more to it. Reminds me like of a Volcano Bay without the slides. That would be, wow. That would be cool. Mm. I hope there's slides. Or the slides can just go into the water. Yeah. Into the ocean. I'm sure there'll be some kind of slide, but it does look cool. It's cool to have a different option just from Castaway, which I mean, I love Castaway. Castaway is so relaxing and tranquil. And I wonder if Lighthouse will be a little more exciting, a little more stuff going on, but still hopefully hold on to that tranquil, peaceful, beach, tropical island getaway feeling. The treasure is launching, I believe, next year also. So it'll be cool if there's kind of some kind of sync with that. You get there and there's like treasure. <laughs> what ships are going to Lighthouse Point? The magic and the fantasy originally at the start so the older ships yeah and i think that's a great way to get people onto the older ship true because because everybody wants the new 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 yeah whereas people will go then to get to lighthouse point specifically because it is new it's the new 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 yeah (laughs) do the old to do the new i guess it will have nothing to do with the treasure (laughs) (laughs) maybe not but uh we're excited to try some of the older disney cruise line ships we've talked before about how we've cruised on the disney dream and the disney wish and we loved them both so I'm obsessed with trying to go on all the ships now. We have no no plans for this to happen. <laughs> Eventually, like over time. Point, we need to get to gold level. We're yeah. currently silver, which is the first one. After mm. your first cruise, you become silver, which is what we are. Mm. And then I think it's five cruises, you become gold. Mm. So we've got we've got some ways to go. <laughs> so let's get to gold. All right, let's get to gold. I'm with you. I'm I'm hundred percent on board. But, get it? On board? Yeah, I wish we would get to gold. It's going to be a dream once we get there. Uh, yeah, it'll be a fantasy come true. Ah, magic. <laughs> Treasure's yeah. really hard to get into I, that. No, just, yeah, I was about to say, uh, it's a treasure we can reach for. Yeah, a lot of treasure is gold, so we mm, deserve eh, it. Too much, too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously this will take some time. We're, we're not going to be going on cruises every single week. No, no, no. Spread out. 
Going back to Halloween Horror Nights and speaking of haunts, Hershey Park in Pennsylvania has announced their Dark Nights Halloween event starts September 15th this year. It debuted last year and it looks really good. I hope we can go. I hope so too. It's hard because there are so many haunts around September, October that we want to go. And it's just, it's hard because there's so many happening here too. Like I would love to take you to Fright Nights or Scarefest in the UK, but... September is just a busy time. It's a busy month for us. And I would love to do, we were going to do it. It didn't work out, but hopefully it will work out one of these years. Like UK haunts. We got to go to Scarewinds. Yeah. And also US haunts. We want to do them all. But if you are someone who does live in Pennsylvania or near there or go to Hershey Park, that's something you can check out. And also, you know, Wildcat will be opening at some point. So that's exciting too. We have a busy week coming up. There is a lot happening between this week's podcast and next week. So next week, we're going to have a lot to report back to you on. We are. We're going to Disneyland Paris. No, we're not. (laughs) We've been to Disneyland Paris once and we really enjoyed it. And we will go again. Speaking of which, we were supposed to go at Christmas and I actually purchased the tickets for us to go. Mm. But it didn't work out with a lot of travel strikes happening over there right now so we do have some pending tickets to go back there so some point this year we gotta use those tickets yeah (laughs) we have to (laughs) wonderful we do have some fun stuff coming up this weekend Mm -hmm. i mean the whole week really the whole week yeah we have a busy week Um, i'm mentally preparing you know one of the behind the scene things of making these videos is sometimes there's a lot in a short period sometimes things are spread out and when you know you have just like a lot of things coming up in a few days it's like like mentally preparing like picture an 80s montage of me running in place and like punching a punching bag (laughs) take some time to yourself to yeah relax and zen and chill but very excited talk about next week a lot to talk about next week too This week, really a busy week. Got a few staples. I mean, Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Yay, new announcement. What's going to be announced tomorrow? So probably, what do we think? Like within the next month, they'll announce another house? Yeah, I don't know what. No, we do not know what. It's (laughs) exciting. Whatever they announce, we know it's going to be fun. You know, there's definitely things we would like more than other things. There's definitely things we would not care for, but we know all in all the event's going to be good and fun. I kind of said this in my video, but they could announce 10 of the same houses (laughs) and we would still go and love it because Halloween Horror Nights is just... It's about more than just which IPs are they going to use. It's about the whole atmosphere, the music and the theming and the scare actors and the fog floating through the streets and just being transported to a completely different themed world. And now it's basically a horror themed food festival. <laughs> yeah, also the food now. Yeah. I wonder what they'll come up with this year. I know. I, I kind of miss the pizza skulls. Anyway, do we have any questions (laughs) this week? So we actually have one that we both like. And Mike asked, what are your best tips for non-Disney or non-universal theme parks? And I like this because a lot of people do Disney tips. A lot of people do universal tips. And I do them. I include tips. My videos aren't like tips, planning focused videos. They're more, you know, video blogs of the experience bringing you along. But I do always include tips and bits of info but we do have tips for other theme parks beyond disney and universal my first tip is if you go to dollywood 
get the cinnamon bread. Okay, I've got a fun one. And this one's for Carowinds. Carowinds theme park is in both North Carolina and South Carolina. So if you visit Carowinds, make sure that you stand on the state line right in the front of the park. You can have one foot in one state and one foot in another state. Take a photo, you know, just relish in that moment knowing you're in one theme park in two states. And also make sure you ride Fury 325. I was gonna say that. <laughs> My other tip really is any of the amusement parks or theme parks in the US, especially the ones that we've been to, Cedar Point, Carowinds, Kings Island, Holiday World, you might think that they are just amusement parks with roller coasters point there. But if you look in take your time in the park, you can really see not only the history of the park from where it began, but little themed gems of areas in every park. Everyone mm. we went to, a lot of people go to, say, Carowinds, and they just rush to Fury 325, and then they rush to the next roller coaster, and the next ride, and the next ride. Obviously, if that's what you want, you want sure, to do the yeah, most fun, do that. that. But I would suggest that a thing that I really love, and I know we both love doing this, is that you slow down in an area and just look for those kind of history areas or the themed area and it could be something small like the little petting zoo at Cedar Point or the Carolina Gold Rusher at Carowinds that original roller coaster was there but I think there's a lot more at these regional parks than most people will lead you to believe if you don't take your time. And speaking of that with Cedar Point I feel like it's known as you know the coaster capital a super coaster heavy theme park and it is and it's got a great lineup but but we found all these little cute areas. There's like a Western town in there with all these buildings, all this gorgeous theming in there that I had never seen anyone talk about. And we took our time back there and really enjoyed it. And then also riding the sky buckets because you get these amazing views of the boardwalk and the water. And it felt like this old school seaside amusement park feeling that just fills you with happiness. It's those little moments that make it so special. So take the time and do more than just ride, ride, ride. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, myself included, when you plan a trip to say, let's say Kings Island and you want to get all the main rides done, it's hard to not only take yourself and step back from doing all those rides and look at those kind of attractions like taking a ride on the train or going on the old historic carousel or anything like or that like the little cars because, rides the little old fashioned yeah. cars because you build up in your head that you need to do this you need to do this this is known as a good thing this is also known as a good thing mm. And I think once you can do that and step back and see the parks in a different way, I think it makes them better. Yeah, totally with you on that. And to that end, I think that one way that you can do all or almost all of the big greats and classics you want to do and make the time to appreciate and enjoy the theming and the little details is almost all of these parks offer some sort of quick queue. So I would recommend purchasing it if you only have one day in any of these parks. Even days that we've gone and purchased it and it hasn't been that busy and we didn't need it that much, it helped a little. Even if it shaved 10 minutes off here, 10 minutes off there, it helped us get so much done at every single park we've been to. That allows you to not only enjoy it more because you're waiting in line less, but gives you more time to do those smaller attractions that are, at least for me, just as memorable. When I think of us mm -hmm. going to Cedar Point, I don't only think of riding Millennium Force or Still Vengeance, I think of the time we go on the train or go to the Petten Zoo or we ride the Sky Buckets or we just 
sit there and have a drink. Like Sitting the, out on the beach at night. That, that was so nice. And it's not always possible to buy the fast pass. And you, yeah. it's not essential. It's not essential. You can still have a great day without it. It's just if it's within your budget and if you can plan ahead for it, it can greatly improve your day and make it a easier pace for you to enjoy all those details. Yeah, I, I would say that's my biggest tip is to not get so into riding only the big attractions, but to take time time to really slow down and enjoy it if you don't ride every ride in one day 99 percent of the time they'll still be there yeah <laughs> not always but yeah, mostly yeah speaking of that and kind of tying into that and king's island i would say go up into the eiffel tower i almost didn't do it i thought what in the world even is that's not really a ride it's just an elevator and an observation tower but it was so neat and memorable going up there the wind and the views of the park and getting to see the beast from up there and it was cool yeah any little thing like that i would say for me has become a priority just as much as the bigger roller coasters and i think i kind of helped you with that because i do feel like you were like <laughs> rush 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 to every big ride only that and i was kind of like no i want to see all the little things and we have we've melded together into like a beautiful melding of both like we do want to do all the big rides but we also want to enjoy all the beautiful little history and theming oh yeah don't get me wrong i want to ride everything <laughs> but yeah i do think that is one of the things that yeah. we have learned from each other because mm -hmm. i did used to be like, go coaster 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 big ride coaster like mm -hmm. don't stop and do those things mm -hmm. and i think it's made me enjoy not only the parks more but learning about the parks more me too we went to a lot of amusement parks last year I had never been to and I learned so much just by reading plaques and looking around and it makes it much more memorable and I feel like it gives you a stronger connection. Like at Holiday World, we met Santa Claus. We took time out to meet the little characters and walk and sit inside the big Christmas stores and look at everything and... We went on that tiny children's train. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> but cute. Yeah, and memorable. And memorable, yeah. Mm. Holiday World is an amusement park that I feel is underrated. Oh, let me tie this into another tip. At Holiday World, included with your admission is free Pepsi soft drinks all day long, which is awesome. But here's my tip. Almost every theme park and amusement park, almost not all outside of Disney and Universal, but actually Universal does have this too, has some sort of a food and beverage package that you can purchase. You can either buy like a refillable cup or a certain amount of soft drinks per day or, or, or meals or things like that. And when we've done it, it's worked out really well for us. Mm -hmm. And it's always nice just to have it included where you don't have to like think, what do I want? Because we're those people that <laughs> there are a ton of options uh -huh. and we want them all. We want them and all. we can only get one. <laughs> yeah. And we spend as much time trying to figure out what that one we want is mm -hmm. than actually eating it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's nice when you get like either a wristband or a cup or like at Dollywood, you get the cup or at some you get like a wristband and it includes free soft drinks all day and three meals or two quick service and what's it down or whatever. There's so many different options, but do the research when you're going to go to a new park and check out what sort of meal and beverage packages they have. And it may help you to plan your day better, have more time to enjoy the little things. It may even save you money. So those are all worth looking into. Kind of related to taking your time at the park, but I feel like a lot of people also only think about going to Disney or Universal. Yeah. But there are a 
lot of places, Dollywood, for example, that are, I wouldn't say is great in every aspect, but they are great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the biggest tip of all is to give non-Disney and non-universal theme parks and amusement parks a chance. Of course, there are a lot of travel destinations in this world, not just theme parks. And we both love traveling. We love historic sites. We've been to, you know, Stonehenge and cities and all sorts of amazing things. And we love all that. And we'll continue to do that too. But but yeah, it's in the podcast name. So talking about theme parks and amusement parks, if you want to try something different, if you want to maybe possibly save some money and try somewhere else, there are some great high quality, really fun experiences to be had in, you know, Kings Island, Cedar Point, Dollywood, Carowinds, Holiday World, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, an amazing, beautiful park, Kings Dominion, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, there's so many. There's Six Flags. You know, I haven't there, been to a lot there, of Six Flags, so I don't want to touch on that yet, but I will. Those are just the ones we did last yeah, <laughs> just the ones we did last year. There's just so many other theme park and amusement park experiences. So I think our biggest tip overall would be give something else a try and see if you like it and let us know. And I have videos up about a lot of them on my channel if you want to see what they're like. And Sam has history videos of a lot of them on his channel too. So I can help you kind of figure out what looks good to you. Yeah. And I would say go to these places. With an open mind. We have been not to, comparing to yeah. Disney and Universal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For, the, for their own experience. And it can be a great experience. Because of course, Disney and Universal are world-class theme park empires. Um, so don't go in comparing. Go in for something different and something new. And have blue ice cream when you go to Kings Island. And and take your time and really just have fun. That's what it's about. Literally, it is theme parks. This is about fun. It's about being transported and immersing yourself in a themed land of some type. And even amusement parks that don't have heavy theming still have cool areas and history and great rides and different people who work there and are there to talk to and meet and different food and just different memories to make with your family and loved ones. I think that about sums up our tips. Yeah, I'm sure we have more, but right here in this moment, I think that is the heart of how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you would like to submit a question to be answered at the end of a podcast episode, you can post it on Twitter and tag either me or Sam, but make sure you hashtag Expedition Enthused. You can email us at expeditionenthused at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we'll add it to our ever growing list. We need to go and prepare for our busy week. <sighs> yes, we do. We have a lot to do. And as always, I just want to thank everyone for listening, tagging us, sharing our podcast, reviewing us. We did get some new reviews in, so we read those. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's been supportive of the podcast and shown your love and support and let us know that you enjoy it. That means the world to us. This is a little passion project we're doing and we really, we love having a place to talk about all these different things, you know? Yes. And share them with you. And we love hearing what you think about it. It's a dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) is uh yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) not again not again not again sam (laughs) that's it for this week we'll see you next week and as always stay enthused and we will see you next time